What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey everyone, technically you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. Hope you enjoy. Hey, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was February 15th, 1796. John Caesar, who had the nickname Black Caesar, was shot dead after escaping his settlement in Australia. Caesar was a bushranger. In fact, he's thought to be Australia's first bushranger. Bushrangers were convicts and outlaws who took to the Australian bush to avoid capture and punishment. Not all of them were violent, but bushrangers did become known as bandits who robbed stagecoaches and banks and killed people. Many people came to romanticize bushrangers for their rebellion and anti-authoritarianism. But Caesar only had a reputation for his theft and penchant for escaping his confines. In the late 1770s, English Captain James Cook charted Eastern Australia and claimed it for the British crown, dubbing it New South Wales. And soon after, the British began colonizing New South Wales. In January of 1788, the first fleet that had left England the previous year arrived at Botany Bay on the east coast of Australia. There are likely several reasons for the move. Britain's population was growing, its prisons couldn't accommodate everybody who was sentenced, 
and America was no longer accepting transported criminals. And the land was prime real estate. Britain could expand the empire, set up a base in the region, and claim the territory against other places that might claw for that possession. Regardless of the motives behind the colonization, Britain sent 11 vessels in the first fleet, including six transports that held hundreds of convicts. The plan was to put the convicts to work on government farms. When the British realized that the land at Botany Bay wasn't sufficient for their plans, they moved north and established a penal colony in Port Jackson at Sydney Cove. John Black Caesar was one of the convicts who were sent to New South Wales in the first fleet. Caesar's exact ancestry isn't known, but it is known that Caesar was of African descent. Caesar was possibly born in Madagascar or America, as one historian notes, but he later moved to England and became a servant. In 1786, when he was somewhere around 22 or 23 years old, John was charged with stealing money and sentenced to transportation, or banishment to a penal colony, for seven years. He was imprisoned on the ship the Alexander and sent away to Australia in 1787. Caesar was described as a hard worker, but troublesome, and so were many of the convicts who lived in harsh conditions in a struggling colony among indigenous peoples who were not all welcoming of the British immigrants and their problems. In April of 1789, John was once again tried for theft at the criminal court. But this time, he was sentenced to a life term of transportation. That meant he was destined to live out the rest of his days in subjugation in Australia. So Caesar fled and took refuge in the bush. Or, as Lieutenant Governor David Collins put it at the time, Caesar had, quote, taken to the woods with some provisions, an iron pot, and a soldier's musket, which he had found means to steal. Caesar was soon caught and sent to work at Garden Island in chains. But that wouldn't be his last getaway. Caesar was a character for sure, a fact made clear by contemporary descriptions of him. Collins said the following about Caesar in his book, An Account of the English Colony in New South Wales. This man was always reputed the hardest working convict in the country. His frame was muscular and well calculated for hard labor. But in his intellects, he did not very widely differ from a brute. His appetite was ravenous, for he could in any one day devour the full ration for two days. To gratify this appetite, he was compelled to steal from others, and all his thefts were directed to that purpose. He was such a wretch and so indifferent about meeting death that he declared while in confinement that if he should be hanged, he would create a laugh before he was turned off by playing off some trick upon the executioner. That same year, Caesar was allowed to work without chains, and he escaped in a stolen canoe with a gun. He tried to make do in the bush by robbing gardens, threatening Aborigines and taking their food, but the Aborigines ended up spearing him, and he returned to camp in early 1790. In March, Caesar was sent to Norfolk Island, where he got land in a hog. The next year, he was given one acre, or nearly half a hectare, 
and told to work three days a week. And in 1792, he had a daughter with a woman named Anne Power, who had been sent to Australia on the Lady Juliana, a ship that transported female convicts. But Caesar soon left his family and went back to Port Jackson in 1793. He stole off again in 1794, but was soon back in custody. But even after being punished severely for escaping, John allegedly said that, quote, all that would not make him better. Collins frequently referred to Caesar as incorrigible, but Collins had a lot of choice words to say about John and the other people living in New South Wales. I'd say Caesar was relentless in his pursuit of some sort of freedom. He escaped for the final time in December 1795, leading a band of armed wanderers in the bush in the Port Jackson area. He and the people in his troop were deemed a threat for their thievery, and people were told not to supply the vagabonds with ammunition. But clearly, Caesar had had enough. He said he wouldn't turn himself in or be captured alive. So Governor Hunter offered five gallons of spirits to the person who caught him. John Wimbo, who had been hunting for Caesar for days, found Caesar and shot him on the morning of Monday, February 15, 1796. John Black Caesar died that day in a colonist hut at Liberty Plains. I'm Eves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And here's something else that I learned in researching this episode. It's said that Caesar wounded Pimmelwoy, and colonists celebrated that one good deed of his, as Pimmelwoy was an aboriginal warrior and resistance leader who had conducted raids on the colonists. A lot of the aboriginal people resisted colonization, but many of them died at the hands of the colonists, who spread disease, stole aborigines' belongings, abused girls, and committed massacres. Catch you all tomorrow for another episode. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zip. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, everyone. I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast where we one day ship nugs of history straight to your brain through your ear hole. The day was February 15, 1954. U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed legislation that allowed for the construction of the distant early warning line. The Dew Line was a system of more than 60 radar installations established across the Arctic to detect Soviet aircraft and intercontinental ballistic missiles. In the early 1950s, Cold War tensions were high. There were systems in place to detect Soviet threats in the U.S. and Canada, including radar lines. One such radar network was the Pine Tree Line, the first line of air defense established in Canada during the Cold War. It ran roughly along the 50th parallel north, across southern Canada and the northern U.S. But the Pine Tree Line didn't provide that much warning time before an attack, and it used pulse radar, which had difficulty detecting planes close to the ground. Then there was the Mid-Canada Line, conceived to address these issues. It was farther north than the Pine Tree Line, and it ran along the 55th parallel. The system used Doppler radar and was better at low altitude detection. But the U.S. and Canadian governments determined that they needed a way to spot Soviet attacks earlier. They determined that they would need a system of radar stations across the Arctic, since North America was vulnerable to attacks from across the North Pole. So experimental stations were built in Illinois and Alaska. As the threat of Soviet thermonuclear devices became more apparent, the need for an early warning system became more urgent. On February 15, 1954, U.S. President Eisenhower signed a bill approving the construction of the distant early warning line. The network would be the primary line of air defense warnings for invasions of North America that came through the Arctic. It would be located above the Arctic Circle, roughly along the 69th parallel. A lot of that land was uninhabited, but there were indigenous people living in some areas. The Western Electric Company was tasked with completing the dew line by July of 1957. It took around 25,000 people to plan and build the network. And thousands of tons of materials were moved across the continent to build radar domes, communication towers, and other facilities and infrastructure necessary to build the stations on the line. The first phase of the Dew Line went into operation on July 31, 1957. 
The dew line allowed for more than four hours of warning time before an attack. In addition to the stations across the northern Arctic region of Canada, the dew line was supplemented by stations and air and sea patrols in the Aleutian Islands, Greenland, Iceland, the Faroe Islands, and the UK. The network proved an effective barrier against Soviet attacks. As technology advanced, facilities aged, and Soviet aggression during the Cold War became less of an issue, the dew line became obsolete. Starting in 1985, the dew line was reorganized and upgraded to a new system called the North Warning System. Many of the old dew line sites were abandoned or torn down. As these stations have been cleaned up, there has been controversy over the preservation of the sites and their impact on the environment. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can keep up with us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. You can also email us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening. I hope to see you here again tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.